0: Well, we're in the book of Jeter, sorry, the book of Jeremiah, chapter 22 for the reading, uh, and I, I want to speak on that this morning. Uh, a little bit of background to this. You know, it's so important for us to understand that the Bible is a book of kings. Okay, the Bible is a book of kings. So much of the Bible concerns kingship we could say and kingdom of course it's about the king of heaven about god the father god the son god the holy spirit jesus is the king of kings seated at god's right hand seated at the right hand of the majesty on high and it's all about him but it's also a book about governance government and kings so much of it uh we read the first five books uh are the what we call the torah or the pentateuch the the books of moses and moses of course rose to become the national leader in israel and of israel and after him came the judges but then israel became a kingdom and we have uh with saul was the first king uh then then of course david and then the kingdom was split between Israel and Judah with kings of Israel, kings of Judah. And these are all recorded in the, the historical books, 1st, 2nd Samuel, 1st, 2nd Kings, 1st, 2nd Chronicles. And they're all about the different kings, a history of the kings. And then we, we read other books. Uh, even Esther is speaking about Esther, the, the, the princess, and her relationship with the king. And so much of God's word is about kings. The Psalms were written to kings and, and many of them written by kings. Then the prophets, and Jeremiah being one of them, the prophets were sent to kings. So the Bible is a book of kings, Proverbs, written by King Solomon, compiled and written by him. And as I said, the prophets then we get to the New Testament and it introduces the king, of kings the Son of Man, the Son of God, the Lord Jesus. So the Bible, much of it is about kings. And then the Bible ends up telling us in 1 Peter that we are kings and priests, we're a royal priesthood. And then in Revelation, telling us that we are kings and priests that, that will reign on earth with him and in his stead. So it's so important for us to understand. That why is that important? Because... This is a momentous week for us as a nation and if you are someone who doesn't believe that the pulpit should address matters in the nation then i I, i've got bad news for you i believe that that is the duty of ministers in the church and it's the duty of every christian and we're commanded to pray for kings and all that are in authority so if you want to have a life which many do have or try to have which oh i don't get involved with politics i don't get involved with things in the world you know and be super spiritual then you're really living in cloud cuckoo land it's our business to pray and pray intelligently and pray by revelation and pray by god's word for our nation and for particularly our leaders so this is a prophecy that we read in our reading jeremiah 22 and we'll just read through it a little bit. Thus said the Lord: Go down to the house of the king of Judah and speak there this word. Uh, for many years, I used to go down and preach in Orange Street Church, which is a stone's throw from Buckingham Palace, really, from that, you know, from the, the centre of government. And you're always conscious when you do that that when, you, especially in the nation's capital, that when you're going there, you're going there to deliver God's message to the people there. And, you know, this is true of every every preacher. This is true of every pastor today, even in Glasgow. They may be speaking to their congregation, to their church family, but there's a, a wider truth in that they're also speaking to the city of Glasgow, to their community. Now, let me just say this to you. If some of them don't turn up to listen, that's on them. It's not on the preacher. Because God, I believe, has given people in our city across the nation a message for the nation and and if people don't show up and that includes christians too but anyway that's another thing to the house of the king of judah and speak there this word you see jeremiah was a man of god and as a man of god god sent him to the center of government okay and i believe that that's true for preachers ministers but i also believe it's true for every christian amen so if you get the opportunity to speak to Nicola or someone else, don't do waste it, Amen. Because God will speak through you, and it might not always be a rebuke. It might not always be, oh well, lost of the Lord, you know. Because you know it may be hard to believe. Politicians are people too, and a lot of them are just messed up people. Okay, and they've been messed up by politics. They may have went into politics hoping to serve and so on but they they just got corrupted so anyway but here we have jeremiah the prophet sent to the king of judah to the house of the king of judah and speak there this word and say hear the word of the lord o king of judah that sittest upon the throne of david amen that's so important now of course this is the throne of david in jerusalem in judah at that time but we believe the throne of David is still on the earth today. Brother David has brought several messages here about that. We, we we believe it to be, the continuation of it is to be a, a royal throne in Britain. You, you might not believe that, but it doesn't matter because this is still a word to government leaders. It's just as much a word to Boris, or whoever the next one's going to be, we'll speak about that and as to Nicholas Sturgeon, as it is to the city council leader down in George Square. Because those responsible for others in positions of power need to hear from God. Don't they? If anybody needs to hear from God, it's people who are responsible for the welfare of others and the safety of others and so on. So what's God saying to this king and what is God saying to our leaders today? We've got a queen, praise God. But we also have uh, more hands-on ministers. And I use that word minister because the word minister means servant. It doesn't mean master or lord. And a lot of our politicians, sadly, that's what they think they are. They think they're, lords or, they're lord to over us. But they're there to serve the people, not to lord to over them. And so are we as Christians. We're, we're not here to lord to over people. We're here to serve people. Hear the word of the Lord, O King of Judah, that sittest upon the throne of David. Thou, watch this, and thy servants, or we could say, and thy ministers, and thy people that enter in by these gates. So the prophet Jeremiah is not just speaking to the king of the house of Judah, he's speaking to those that serve the king, which we would say today are politicians, ministers of state, servants. And our politicians that sit in these positions should serve God first, serve the throne second, and serve the people third. And it's so important for us to pray for these folks because we need the right people in houses of parliament, Westminster, Holyrood, your town council, uh, your local council. We need the right people because if we are led by donkeys, will be a disaster if we're led by wolves they will turn and devour us amen so we need we need pastoral leadership even in government and that simply means shepherding leaders so he's speaking to the king he's speaking to those that are in authority and he's speaking to the people thus saith the lord Execute ye judgment and righteousness and deliver the spoiled or the plundered out of the hand of the oppressor. We spoke last week about economic oppression. God wants to deliver us from economic oppression. We've been speaking about that in the gathering. I think we've addressed it here in our church service. You know, when utility companies treble... Your gas bill and your electric bill, and are making massive profits, and the government doesn't stop them. That's oppression. Okay? You say, "Well, like, I can handle it. it." Just, you know, need to dig deeper. There's a lot of people can't. There's no deeper they have to dig. And if the politicians and the national leaders won't protect the people, which is their job, go read Psalm 72. It's the king's job. It's a leader's job to protect the oppressed, the poor. And he says here, watch what he says. Deliver the spoiled out of the hand of the oppressor and do no wrong, do no violence to the stranger, the fatherless, nor the widow, neither shed innocent blood in this place. In other words, the disenfranchised, the poor, the powerless, those that don't have a voice, those that don't have power, those that don't have influence, just have to take what's thrown at them then that's why we need shepherding leaders in government. Because what he's saying is we need to uh, don't oppress the people. Don't allow them to be oppressed. So this week, friends, as we are awaiting the announcement tomorrow of a new (coughs) prime minister, it's incumbent upon us to pray that that person, whoever it is, and I think the favourites are quite well known, but that that person be somebody who takes this sentiment it's not just a sentiment it's really a command to heart and says i'm not here to represent the elite i'm not here to represent globalist powers i'm not here to represent the rich and protect them uh, from uh, heavy taxes and so on i'm here to protect the ordinary man and women the poor the disenfranchised the fatherless, the widows, the stranger in our midst—I'm here to protect those people, and I believe God would have us pray for leaders like that. Now I know a lot of people. You say, "Oh, a lot of these people—they're just bludgers and all friends." We must obey God's word and pray. I believe for those who need our prayers, and you know, if we if we pray the right people in. You say, well, we have elections. Friends, if we just rely on putting your cross in a ballot box every four or five years, that's not enough. The Bible tells us to pray for kings and all that are in authority. You say, well, I don't like the Tory party. I don't like Labour. You might say, I don't like the Queen. It doesn't matter what your personal feelings are. You're commanded to pray for these folks. Do not shed innocent blood. We've seen too much innocent blood shed in our land. For if you do this thing indeed, then shall there enter in by the gates of this house, kings sitting upon the throne of David, riding in chariots and on horses, he and his servants and his people. What he's saying here is, you're going to have a great kingdom. You're going to have a blessed land, a blessed kingdom. They're going to be really kings. We know that this wasn't heeded because in Jeremiah's lifetime, this king and his, the kingdom was taken away. And the people of Judah were taken captive to Babylon, as the Israelites from the northern house had been years before. But even at this late stage, folks, at this late stage, God is saying, if you'll just get it right, if you'll just do right, if you will do righteousness and equity, you, uh, uh, the judgment would come. You're right up to the very last second. God will withhold judgment. He will with, he'll He hold it back. But friends, our nation is hurtling towards judgment. And I believe he's in the middle of it anyway right now. So many of the things are happening. So many of the things that are going on around us, you can find in the Bible, are judgment upon a nation that's turned its back on God. So let's not pretend everything's okay. No, it's not. Okay, and you know, if everything was okay, there'd be no need for this place. There'd be no need for churches, because the, the duty of the church is to proclaim truth. And the truth of the matter is, if everything was hunky-dory, then we would just come to church and have a happy, clappy time. Amen? But we're not having happy, clappy times, because things aren't how they should be. And that means that we need to pray. If you will not hear these words, I swear by myself, saith the Lord, that this house shall become a desolation. They are haunting words. This house shall become a desolation. And you know, we have in our nation today, we have forces that want to break our united kingdom up. And what does it say? A house divided cannot stand. Amen? but will be destroyed. Destruction. Destruction comes to those, comes to a house, a kingdom, a nation, sometimes a family, a church, that is destroyed by division and bitterness and hatred and rebellion and lawlessness. If you don't get your act together, your house shall become a desolation. For thus saith the Lord unto the king's house of Judah. See, God will speak these things to the king because the king is the head. Amen? Now, when you're sitting there in your chair, and let's just say you need to go to the toilet. It's a great illustration, so excuse me if if I'm using, I really need to go. Okay? What happens is your body tells your head, I need to go. Amen? Now, your head does not say to your body, okay, I'll just unscrew myself, sit here in the chair and listen to Pastor Bill's great preaching while you go and do the business. That doesn't happen, does it? Why? Because your head makes a decision. At some point, I really need to go i can't wait amen you ever been in a meeting like that so what happens is your head says like, we're going your head doesn't send your body off and and leave and, and the head's left there does it your body obeys the head your body may tell the head i need you know there's a need here but it's the head that makes the decision, amen. And it, you know it could be anything. It could be tomorrow. Your head tells your body, "We need to go to ASDA to get the groceries." Your body doesn't. Your head doesn't say to your body, "I'm away to get the groceries. You stay here." And I know I'm being silly, but I'm trying to illustrate a point to you here, right? Because why does God speak to kings? Why is the Bible a book? to kings why were the prophets sent to kings because here's why if the head gets right the body will fall and the bible is is full of history of bad kings leading the nation into wickedness and into judgment when the king messed up the nation followed him into the place where god had to judge you see all of israel and all of judah was judged because of bad kings so when your body say, when your head says, Well, we're going to go and do something really dangerous or wicked, your body, get, your body doesn't say, Well, I'm not doing that. Your body follows the head. So you could say, Well, I'm going to church. The head said, I'm going to church this morning. Or the head can say, I'm going to put the pub. <clears throat> you understand? The head makes that decision. The body just follows him all. So if the head makes the right decision, you're blessed. If the head makes the wrong decision, oh boy. And that's how nations work too, folks. So if you get a king or a leader or a prime minister or a first minister or whatever that says, you know what, we're going to follow the Lord. As long as I'm in this office, we are going to follow Jesus. As long as I'm in this office, we're going to make decisions that honor God as a nation, as a government. If you get a king like that, or you get a prime minister, if you get a leader like that, imagine we had a born-again, spirit-filled, Bible-believing, double-stomping Christian in the city chambers as the, is the, the, it the provost or whatever it is there, the leader of the council. Oh boy, there would be changes. That person would probably be opposed, but do you imagine if, out of I don't know how many councils they have, seventy percent of them were Christians? Well, it'd just be easier, wouldn't it? And it's not about showing favouritism either; of them just showing favouritism to churches and stuff like that. But friends, it's about making the right calls, the right decisions, the right judgment. That's why the Bible says, "Pray for kings and those that are in authority." In fact, we'll go there in a minute, but let's just finish with this bit here. He says, "Thus saith the Lord to the king's house. He says, You're Gilead to me, the head of Lebanon. In other words, you're precious to me. He says, But I'll make you a wilderness and cities which are not inhabited if you push me to that level of judgment. We don't want God. We don't want Britain, Scotland, Glasgow. We we don't want to be in the hands of judgment, do we? So we must pray for a leader. So, let me just say this at this point. We need to pray that the next prime minister will be a person, the person that God chooses. And we need to pray for that person that God sends to them people or speaks to them directly by his spirit or whatever means, that that person will heed the wisdom and counsel of the Lord and of godly people. And we should be praying that way all the time for our leaders and for our queen. That's why we pray for our queen and these leaders every single Sunday and we will do it today after this message. I will prepare destroyers against thee, everyone with his weapons, and they shall cut down thy choice, saiders, and cast them into the fire. Thank God that did not happen in World War I or World War II. But then our enemies were outside, weren't they? They were out with. It was, you know, Johnny Foreigner or whatever it was. Friends, our enemies today are within. Our enemies today are people who are diametrically opposed to everything we believe as Christians and who are working ceaselessly to destroy our nation from within its Christian heritage. When you destroy that which God has built in a nation, you destroy that nation. Well we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, we, we wrestle against principalities and powers. It says and many nations shall pass by this city, and they shall say every man to his neighbour. Wherefore hath the Lord done thus unto this great city, which is Jerusalem. You know, it's so sad that people look upon Britain today and Scotland today. People look upon Scotland today and go, look at that midden, look at all those cities overflowing with rubbish. Look at all those potholed roads, look at all look at the mess of the NHS, look at the mess. Of the trains look at the mess all around our land is becoming a desolation place. these things have to be adored. I like to preach a positive we believe God faith message and, and, and that's you know we, we have to be that type of people but we also have to face what's going on out there and be realistic and say our nation needs prayer greater than ever then they shall answer because they have forsaken the covenant of the Lord their God and worship other gods and serve them Well, there's the reason we've forsaken the lord and worship other gods what what gods do we worship oh well me what we worship we worship our cars oh look at my new car it's nothing wrong with having a new car or rejoicing it but when it becomes you'll have to have a new car every year because the guy next door he gets a new car every year so i have to keep up with the Junji's. amen or we worship our we worship pop bands they still have pop bands? and you ask my doors. We worship football teams. Oh, oh, there it's, we're touching sore spots. Amen. You look at, you go online and you see, oh, you just need to go to a football stadium. And I tell you, you see the worship. Hands are raised. Voices in praise. Amen. Amen. We love you, Rangers. We love you. We, Glasgow Celtic. We love you. Amen. Don't hear much about Partick Thistle. We love you, but worship. Oh, oh. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Jumping up and down. The same people that sit in church. Worship. Of idols that's what he says for this reason i'll bring desolation and destruction i'm would be too negative about it because in this place we have the answer i don't mean just oh well you know just in this church alone in the church in a true body of believers the answer is there and the answer is this worship the lord Amen. Serve him with fear and trembling. Do what he says. Be obedient. Read his word. Praise his name. You know, there's nothing wrong with jumping up and down when your team scores. There's nothing wrong with going and singing Glasgow Rangers, Glasgow Celtic Wheel of. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're singing louder in church, but if you're not, you understand? it's whatever comes before god it could be your job it could be a relationship it could be the house oh i've got this house it's so precious to me nothing wrong with having things precious to you okay you might be you know you might love uh, a a pop star rock star celebrity everything Tom jones comes to glasgow i've got to be there (laughs) nothing wrong with enjoying these things but what comes first Amen? Who comes first? And that's all God is saying, is if we will give him his place, we can have all the blessings. I don't know how God is going to manage it, though, um, giving Rangers and Celtic blessings, because there's only one league title to be won. Amen? So, you know, but the point I'm trying to say is, is that we can have the blessings if we will honour the one who gives them, and they are more precious to us than the blessings themselves. Oh, I've got I've, I've got a fancy new Rolex. Praise the Lord! But if it's like if that Rolex is more precious, you understand, we put things before God, and that's what the Israelites did. They had idols too, and it eventually brought them into a place where they were carried captive into Assyria, first the Israelites, then the Judahites, into Babylon. Taken captive, taken out of their whole life, because the things that they worshipped were more precious than God himself. And he says to the king, to his servants, and to the people, if you will just do the right thing, then you'll be here in a land of blessing. But if you don't you'll be taken from this land and the land will be a desolation then you'll be taken from it stern words but folks words we must heed today and we're bringing this to a close words we must heed today if we want to see our land blessed so as we are going about to get a new prime minister let's pray the bible says i'll go read it to you therefore first of all supplications prayers intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men. For kings and for all that are in authority. Which is the Borises, the Nicolas, all of them. Even the ones we don't like. Even the ones we would never vote for. Even the ones we can't stand. We've still to pray. Why? Well, you know, if, if they won't get right, then God will remove them. That's what we pray now. Our prayers are really improve or remove. Not bless this mess. And here's why, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Friends, if we're not living, if we're not seeing peace, if we're not seeing godliness, if we're not seeing honesty in our land, if we're not seeing the things that we want to see, here's why we're not praying enough. We're not declaring and decreeing God's purpose enough. One of the things I speak a lot is this, number 10, Downing Street, will always be a house of prayer. That it's not right now, that I know of. But, friends, if we speak these things and declare and decree and pray these things and beseech God for these things, we will see them. Because I want number 10 to be a house of prayer. Don't you? I want whoever's in that house, ever, any, any prime minister, whatever party, whatever, that they say, well, the first thing we need to do this morning is ask the Lord. Who wants prime ministers like that? I know I do. So let's do that now. Let's do what we normally do, but we're just doing it at this stage, and the meeting then we'll close. Let's go before God's throne for our nation. Father, we just bring before you these matters. We've spoken of them. We ask right now your hand be upon us as a nation. We ask your hand be upon our Queen, our Royal House, our Houses of Government, Westminster, Holyrood. Um, And the Welsh Assembly and over Northern Ireland Stormont, Lord, or whatever form of government, we ask for godly government, godly order, righteous government in the land. Remove the wicked from power, replace them with the godly. We pray, Father, your Spirit be poured out in all flesh, that every man, as your worship, every woman, every child would come to know you. We ask, Lord, that you give everybody in this room today a heart, a burden of prayer for the nation that we will constantly be at prayer before you till we have the land that you desire Britain, Scotland, Glasgow to be. That we have the government, Father, that we should have. And that, Father, we have a church on fire for Jesus and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, the good news to the poor man. And we pray, Father, whoever gets into power, whether this lady Truss or this man soon, out, Lord, we do pray that they will have a heart for the oppressed, and they will bring in legislation that protects people from this pillaging that these utility companies and others are doing at this time and break the power of globalism and make us truly great lord once more as a nation great through the gospel great through father the blessing of abraham in our midst in jesus name amen